You're listening to the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiast, presented by me, Daniel Actaus. Each episode, I dig deep into the world of cars with news, reviews, and other random motor talk. From engine cars to EVs, I'm here to entertain you whilst you're nipping through traffic or even whilst you're stuck at home trying to change your exhaust. But warning, I may ramble on about Fiat Pandas. You've been warned. Anyway, engage launch control. It's time for the Piston Podcast. Wow, okay, so the last episode of the Piston Podcast I recorded was on the 8th of May 2021, and this one I'm recording now is being recorded on the 20th of July 2021. That's a gap between these two episodes of over two months. That is crazy. But a lot has happened in this past two months, and there's a lot to talk about in this episode and for the rest of this series, which is Series 4. Now, this episode is a very, very special episode, not because it's the season opener for Series Season 4, whatever you want to call it, but also because it is a special. Yes, that's right. A couple of weeks ago, I was at the Goodwood Festival of Speed. Finally, at last, Goodwood was able to go ahead. So I went along for the first time in 2019, and it was so good that we booked it again for 2020, but for two days, the Friday and the Saturday, as opposed to the Friday event we went to in 2019. Obviously, because of the obvious, it was cancelled in 2020. You all know why. So-called coronavirus. So, happily, the tickets were rolled over to 2021, and it happened. It was a bit touch-and-go, but the government allowed it to go ahead as a trial event. What fantastic news. Now, Goodwood as a whole, you just know it's a fantastic event, so I can tell you that straight away. No, it wasn't crap. It was really, really good, and we made a weekend out of it, and it was superb. So in this episode of the Piston Podcast, I'm going to be talking about the weekend as a whole, my experience there, celebrities attending new cars, manufacturer stands, some nice classic cars that are on show. It should be a really good episode, so welcome along. Now, I must point out before we get started, this isn't actually the proper start of Series 4, unfortunately, because... I can announce this now, I couldn't in Series 3, but we're in the middle of moving house. We have a new house just down the road, and it's very hectic at the moment. Summer holidays have started, but still, a lot of time has been dedicated to this new house. It's a renovation project, so it's been very busy. So, the podcast will start officially probably sometime through August, maybe towards the end of August. um, And it will continue as normal, maybe weekly, maybe once a fortnight, it all depends, but... If you want updates, then follow the Piston Podcast on Twitter, at Piston Podcast, and follow me as well on Instagram and Twitter, at DanielCarzo5. That's enough promo nonsense and enough information, because that's obviously not why you're here. You are here to find out what the Festival of Speed 2021 was actually like. So, without any delays, even though there has been a massive delay, just me rambling on, Let's get started. Now, I do apologise in advance if I'm a bit rusty. Obviously, I just said it's been about, what, like 10 weeks since I recorded the podcast. It's very, very unfamiliar territory, this now. I'm sat in my bedroom, and it's roasting hot as well. It's probably about 30 degrees. So, anyway, let's get on with it. Who was actually at this year's Goodwood Hustle of Speed? That is the question. Every year, there's a massive variety of really well-known people uh, that attend. I mean, Goodwood would, Goodwood Festival of Speed actually started in 1993, and George Harrison attended, Jeremy Clarkson attended, all of the well-known people like that in the music industry, the car industry, the modelling industry, I don't know, it's a massive variety of people. So this year, 
I'm going to name some people, not everybody, but just some people you probably might have heard of in the past. Let's just say they're a little well-known. Let's start off with a guy who has a, a brilliant first name, I must say. Daniel Ricardo, who was racing up the hill um, at Goodwood uh, the other weekend. I'm trying to think. So today's Tuesday the 20th. It was two weekends ago, so there we go. So he was there along with Lando Norris. So McLaren F1 team were there, uh, Lando and Daniel, um, showing what they can do up and down the Goodwood Hill, representing McLaren. So that was good. Along with Carlos Sainz uh, and Alex Albon. So some quite F1 legends, and not just new ones. I know Alex Albon isn't actually an F1 anymore. He sort of had his seat stolen from him, didn't he? But there's some old ones as well. Sorry, I, d I didn't really mean to call them alt, but you know what I mean. They're not F1 drivers anymore. Damon Hill, he was there. Sir Jackie Stewart, he was there. What a gent he is. Now, it's actually quite sad because he is sounding quite old now, um, you could tell. Uh, he was doing some interviews with the people at Goodwood, and that was they were being played uh, through the speakers up, up and down the Goodwood Hill. And, uh, yeah, just what a lovely chap. You never, ever get bored of hearing Sir Jackie Stewart. An absolute living legend. And, um, yeah, he's got a lot to prove and has proved a lot in his past. He's an absolutely immense driver. Immense. Chris Evans was there. Hmm, controversial. Whether you like him or not, he was there. Um, now, he didn't bring any of his own cars, I don't think. I know in 2011 he brought along seven of his Ferraris, I think, for a charity event and raised a massive amount. Um, well, that's what, just what I've just read up, so don't know how true it is. Uh, Smith and Sniff were there, which is very exciting for me. It was Richard Porter and Johnny Smith. Uh, I didn't want to bump into them, but I just I just couldn't, because they were busy doing work. I was... God, it was just such a hectic event. You say you want to do this and that, and you don't actually end up doing everything you want to do. It is absolutely huge. Rory Reed, I actually saw him filming for Auto Trader, so I didn't get a chance to say hello, I just saw him around filming. Because uh, it wouldn't be very good to, you know, interrupt his his filming for Auto Trader, like somebody interrupted Johnny Smith and Richard Porter while they were filming for Goodwood. Um, they were doing a piece to camera, and a guy came up and said, "Johnny Smith, can I have a photo?" and scuppered the whole shoot. Not great, is it? Uh, Matt Watson was there um, doing his journalistic work for Car Wow and stuff like that, and of course, the most famous person at the Goodwood Festival of Speed this year was uh, motoring journalist, podcaster, and YouTuber. Daniel House, obviously. I've actually written OVS on the sheet. I didn't think I'd ever write OVS on a podcast script. But uh, there we go. I was there, so that's all that matters. No, I'm only joking. Um, some really massive legends at Goodwood this year. That's only a, a select few. There was a load more, hundreds more well-known people racing up and down the hill, walking around like human beings, you know, without security, just having a nice time with everybody because that's what Goodwood is. It's not a car show. Goodwood claim it is the world's biggest motoring garden party. And if that doesn't say a lot about Goodwood, I don't know what will. So, uh, yeah, a lot of celebrities. Um, yeah, really well really well done. Tell you who I do, did meet, actually. I did meet the Duke of Richmond. Now, the Duke of Richmond, uh, his, uh, he, he actually owns the Goodwood estate, and he started the Festival of Speed. And um, I'd say he's probably the most important man on the Goodwood field. Uh, when the Festival of Speed is on, and uh, I met him. Yes, I met him. So he was in the Goodwood shop signing merchandise and just chatting with people. So I went in, um, and I actually had a black Goodwood cap, the famous Goodwood cap that my friend Matthew loves to steal from me. And uh, obviously that can't be signed because it's black. So at last minute, 
we had to buy a white Goodwood cap, which I'm not going to wear anymore because it's too precious. And uh, the Duke of Richmond signed that for me, so it says Richmond. And for the rest of the weekend, my dad was joking around about Richmond sausages. So uh, there we go. And he was threatening to uh, write sausages underneath Richmond. So there we go. That's an insight into my family um, in the Premier Inn, which we stay at in Aldershot. Um, so yeah, I met the Duke of Richmond, who was a nice guy, and uh, an absolute legend for starting something like the Goodwood Festival of Speed, because it's such a fantastic event. Probably my favourite thing to happen in the calendar, even though I actually uh, forgot it was happening <laughs> just a few days before, and said I'd go go-karting. I had to cancel that. Um, now, new cars at the Festival of Speed. Obviously, recently there's been close to no car events. I know the Geneva Motor Show hasn't gone ahead. Uh, along with a load of other things. So car manufacturers have had to do online car reveals. Car manufacturers have used the Goodwood Festival of Speed as a bit of an advantage and they've released their new cars there. Uh, now they always do but there's been a massive amount of new cars this year and uh, I saw pretty much all of them and heard pretty much all of them. So let's start off with Lotus. Lotus was sort of the key manufacturer for this year's Festival of Speed so if you don't know every year there's a sort of main uh, car brand and they show off their stuff, and it's like a massive theme for the event. And this year it was Lotus, because Lotus are doing fabulous things at the moment. Not so fabulous as them killing off the Elise and cars like that. Really, really legendary cars with massive heritage. But they brought along some interesting cars. Now, first one being the Lotus Avaya, which is their 2,000 horsepower electric hypercar. That was there, about 2 million quid. Ooh. I saw about two or three of them, as you do. Um, and... Yeah, they're absolutely breathtaking. And also the new Lotus Avaya. Now, these are all cars we haven't really talked about because they've been released the past couple of months and there hasn't been an episode of this podcast for the last couple of months. So the new Lotus Avaya is a sports car sort of made to rival... Ooh, where should I put this? Maybe Alpine A110? Maybe Porsche Cayman? Cars like that. And I think the new... Not Avaya, what's it called again? The... <laughs> Amira. That's it. Did I? S yeah. The new Lotus Amira. That's it. God, my, my mind went completely blank then. It must be the hot weather. The new Lotus Amira actually looks really s splendid. It looks really good. The photos really didn't do it justice, but seeing it in person, it did look really impressive. I'm not actually convinced if I call it the Amira before. I might have called it the Avaya by accident. It's the Amira anyway. And also, it sounds great. So you've got a choice between a four cylinder engine and a six cylinder engine, a V6. The V6 is obviously the pick of the bunch, isn't it? The pick of the duo, because it sounds really good. Now, I heard a few Avias, not Avias, I keep, I, I, I'm saying Avia, aren't I? It's too confusing. A, a couple of Amiras racing up the Goodwood Hill, and they were the V6 ones, and it does sound really nice. In a modern day where a lot of cars are getting quieter, more eco-friendly, which is perfectly fine, but you just don't get the noise. It's so fake. You know, four cylinders aren't the same. Yes, they're better for the planet, the more economical but the noise is not very nice, unless you've got a Fiat Panda. I had to slow that one in there. So, yeah, the Amira sounded really impressive because it was a six-cylinder. Haven't actually heard the four-cylinder, but it's going to be quieter, isn't it? But, yeah, the Amira got a really positive impression. Uh, the next one was the Ford Puma M Sport Rally 1 WRC. A bird just flew into my window. That happens a lot here. It's very confusing. Um, yeah. Uh, now, I actually saw this Puma M Sport Rally 1 WRC rally car racing up the Goodwood Hill and wow uh, I can tell you as not much low down grunt because the turbo is geared for high revving because it's a rally car obviously but um, yeah the guy that was driving it was an absolute maniac um, and he was drifting it about and 
just you know messing about, which is really fun to watch. So credit to him. But yeah, Ford Puma. That's a that's an SUV crossover rally car. That's absolutely crazy. The next car was the Polestar 2 Experimental. Now we'll talk more about Polestar shortly because I've been really impressed with Polestar and. Yeah, just really like them. We'll talk about them later. The Polestar 2 Experimental. And uh, they also came out with a with another Polestar. I think it's the Vision Precept, I think it was, which is their concept. Polestar are now showing that, right, this is what we have done. This is what's to come. And it's very exciting. Polestar are doing fantastic things. But again, more about them shortly. The Lamborghini Huracan STO, which I said this on camera, actually, um, looks... It actually makes the Huracan Performante look like an Astra. The wing is scaled ten times. The aero is scaled up ten times. It's crazy. Really, really crazy. Um, the McLaren Artura, or the artery lung disease, as some people are saying, which is really funny. Unusual name, but credit to McLaren for actually giving it a name and not just a code, because I'm getting a bit sick of that. You know, 720S, 600LT, P1. Names like Senna and Artura and stuff, they're a bit cooler, aren't they? And give the car a bit more of a personal touch to it. Does look really good, the Artura. It's the first six-cylinder McLaren, I believe, and it sounded all right. It sounded really all right, to be honest. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember if I actually saw one going up the hill. Yeah, I must have when the supercar shootout was on. Um, but yeah, it looks really good. So credit to McLaren for that. Really, really good, actually. It's not overstated, like a Huracan, for example. It's a McLaren, so it's a supercar. That oh, I don't know if you can say this. You could use it every day, I suppose, and not get eggs thrown at it. Uh, unlike if you drive a, a Ventador or something like that, you will get eggs thrown at it because people think, oh, you're rich. That's not allowed in my world. The next car is the BMW M240i. Now, another car we haven't talked about in the podcast, the new 2 Series. Now, I'm very happy because it hasn't got the new kidney grill, which is acceptable, especially on the M3. Controversial on the M4. It looks okay. Now, I'm glad they have done away with it with the 2 Series because the grill they've used in the new 2 Series looks a lot better. It's sort of the old design BMW grille. You know, not too in your face, not too gopping. Now, the front end of the new 2 Series looks really quite impressive. The side profile also looks quite impressive. The rear end is controversial. People say it looks like Sid from Ice Age. I quite like it, though. I'm going to say that. I uh, was looking around it um, with my good friend Ewan Finley, uh, who I met on the Friday when it was about 100 degrees Celsius. It was really hot. And, um, yeah, it's got serious BMW 1M vibes. It really has. And I'd say also BMW 2002 vibes as well. And BMW have done that on purpose, according to them. Um, and what's interesting as well is they've changed the door handle design. So, you know, your standard door handle. They've changed it to the door handle you you lift up. I'm trying to think of the name of them door handles. You know, the door handles you get in, like, Micras and cars like that. That type of door handle. don't know. I don't know what to think of that. It looks okay, but um, I don't know if people will get a bit grossed out by that. But anyway, another McLaren that was released was the new 720S GT3X, which actually came first in the 2021 Goodwood Festival of Speed time shootout. Um, a very, very fast car, a very, very loud car. Obviously, this isn't road legal because it's the GT3 one, uh, GT3X. But yeah, what an immense car. Uh, the next car is a car I was very excited to see. Probably, th- there's two cars I was really excited to see, okay? We'll talk about one later. But this one was the Porsche 911 992 generation GT3. Finally, I saw one. I was really, really happy. I was saying to the guy at Porsche, I've been waiting for this moment for 
oh god, over half a year. Now this GT3 that I saw is one Chris Harris drove, the one Henry Catchpole drove, the one Matt Watson drove. It's the one all the journalists got, um, and the people at Porsche from Stuttgart, and it's got the you know 992GB um, German registration on it, so it's quite famous. And um, yeah, I sat in it, and it's yeah, it's a very low car, that's for sure. But obviously, because it's a it's a GT3 sports car. And it didn't disappoint. Seriously, the back end of the new 992 GT3 on photos may look a bit plain, but when you see it in person, it's got a lot of texture to it. The Porsche badge sort of sticks out away from the brake light. It looks really, really impressive. Also there, debuting, uh, was the new GT3 Touring, which people were very excited to see. And this was in sort of a darker blue. The GT3 was in shark blue. This was in darker blue with chrome strips. Didn't sit in this one. So the GT3 they had there was a... PDK, a Peter K gearbox, and uh, the touring that was there was a manual, six-speed manual, which is probably the pick of the bunch, to be honest. It's more pure, isn't it? Sorry to use the, sorry to use the word pure, since it's one of my favourites at the moment. Um, but yeah, both absolutely breathtaking cars. I think the 992 touring is probably a bit less pretty than the 991 touring, as Chris Harris said himself, but it's... It just handles a lot better. The, the chassis is a lot more rigid, and uh, obviously it's double wishbone suspension at the front. It's just an improvement, really, on the road and on the track. Maybe not on the road, though. It's a bit stiffer, so maybe... Uh, take that out your wish. Is a stiffer car an improvement or not? That's a question for you as the listener. Uh, another car was the SCG004S. Uh, an absolutely rapid car. It looks absolutely crazy. Um, but we don't talk too much about it. The next car is the Porsche Cayenne Coupe Turbo GT. What a long name. It's an SUV at the end of the day, so... Yeah. I'm not really that bothered. But the Macan is actually, you know, it's acceptable. It's the one I'd have out of the bunch. But the Cayenne, I'm not so sure. Moving on to something a bit more spectacular is the Rimac Nevera. Now, it's a funny story because I saw this car in the Festival of Speed... Uh, what's it called? Electric Avenue, the road to 2030, which is a venue where car manufacturers could show off their latest electric cars. And that, surprisingly, was actually the most popular stand at Goodwood, was the electric cars, which is quite nice to see. But I saw the Remac Nevera, what a stunning car, but a man was stood by it, and... Oh, my Alexa's going absolutely crazy. Oh, well, let's ignore her. Um, yeah, I saw a man standing by the Remac Nevera, and... Um, I could have sworn it was Marte Rimac, the CEO of Rimac. So I went up to him and I said, said, Marte. And he said, no, I'm not Marte in a Croatian accent. He said, no, I'm not Marte. I wish I was. I, I, I just look a little bit like him and sound like him. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I started talking to him about the car. Uh, a bit embarrassing. But uh, yeah, he did, honestly, he did look exactly like Marte. And he sounded like him as well. And I'm pretty sure it was. Or maybe it's an imposter. We'll never know, I suppose. But the car was stunning. What a fantastic thing. Load of horsepower. Uh, quite a lot of money as well. Even Marte admits that himself. Um, this is why he doesn't actually have one himself, because he'd have to buy it. Um, but yeah, really stunning thing. From Croatia, which is nice. The next car was doubly exciting, for me anyway. It was the Ineos Grenadier. What a name. Grenadier. Should I say it one more time? Grenadier. All together? Grenadier. So I'll stop now. But yeah, the Ineos Grenadier, it's sort of like a crossed baby between a uh, Mercedes G-Wagon, Land Rover Defender, and like a bigger Suzuki Jimny. Really funky looking thing. Uh, it looks tough and it looks ready. The interior is controversial. It looks a bit tacky and a bit slapped together. But it's probably hard wearing, so we can forgive it for that, because that's the car it is. It's not a 
it's not a car that Kim Kardashian's going to drive. Put it that way, like a G-Wagon. It's a car that, you know, Farmer Michael or somebody's going to drive. I actually have a cousin who's called Michael, and he's a farmer. So there's a, there's a <laughs> Maybe he wants an Ineos Grenadier. I certainly do, um, which is, yeah, nice to see. I know Ineos are doing something with motorsport. I think they've got an F1 team or something stupid like that. Not stupid, it's really cool, but it's outrageous. And I think a cycling team as well. Ineos Grenadier. What a fantastic name. The next car was the Aston Martin Valkyrie. Uh, wow, stunning. V12 engine. It's a hypercar, I suppose. And on the Friday alone, it broke down twice, which makes it extra cool. Easy fix, though, because it was back on the hill within, like, two minutes. So we can forgive it, but twice, seriously. But yeah, the Valkyrie did not disappoint. The noise of it racing by, I did get it on camera, sounds absolutely astonishing. Looks astonishing. Really, really well done to Aston Martin, because it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Also beautiful-ish is this crazy Lamborghini, new Lamborghini. It's called the S Senza SV12. SCV12, sorry, and from what I can tell, it won't be road legal, it's like a track car, uh, maybe a bit like a Ferrari FXXK, maybe, I don't know if I can compare the two, but yeah, a bit of a crazy car, and again, sounded crazy, V12, uh, I, I thought Lamborghini were done with V12s, but obviously not, um, and also, these are not new cars, but cars that are worthy of a mention, there's a couple of Singer Porsches, which I was very excited to see, one of them being a very lightweight one, one of them being a bit you know, a bit more road-ready with leather. But one of them was the first customer car. And, uh, yes, Singers just look stunning. I want one so much, but they're like half a million pounds. And I don't have half a million pounds. I don't even have a million pounds. I don't even have a pound. No, I do have a pound. Um, but, yeah, if this podcast is successful, maybe I can buy a couple of Singers. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's being a bit ambitious. But, yeah, there were 15 big new cars at the Festival of Speed. Actually, no, that's like 16, isn't it? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. That's 16, 15 big new cars at the Festival of Speed. So there we go. Now, manufacturer stands. Every single year, there are manufacturer stands where manufacturers uh, show off their latest cars. So some manufacturers that were there this year, obviously Lotus being the key manufacturer, showing off the, the Amira, the Avaya, and... The Exige, I think. Uh, there was BMW and Mini. Uh, there was Lamborghini. There was Polestar. Come on in a minute. Genesis. We'll come to that in a minute as well. Zenvo. There was Land Rover, Range Rover, and Jaguar. So the GLR group. JLR group, not GLR. There was Porsche. Very exciting for me. Whoa. I saw another GT3, and that really got me going. Um, yeah, so yeah, I also saw an Ego which is a sort of like an electric micro car. And I was talking to the woman who was there with a very strong German accent, but it was very helpful. And uh, yeah, what an amazing concept, the Ego. Um, it's tiny, but it's usable. It's like a, it's like an electric smart car, but a bit more unique, as I would describe it. But anyway, back to Polestar and Genesis, which I said I'd talk about. Polestar. Let's start with that. Let's look around Polestar. And I can't ever notice, but the cars are, they look wonderful. The quality is wonderful. The passion behind the brand is wonderful. And the staff, the workers, are wonderful. I was looking around a Polestar, and immediately a woman comes up to me with a plenty of time for me. I'm not going to buy one, let's face it, because I can't even drive, first of all, and also I can't afford one. Um, and they still have loads of time for you, talking about the car, talking about how it's environmentally friendly, which it is, which is nice. And it's just lovely. And then I went again later on in the day to the actual Polestar stand, Looking around a Polestar 2, 
filming, we'll go into that in a minute as well. And uh, immediately a guy walked up to me and he said, like this car? I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, just just sit inside. So I sat inside, he sat beside me. Um, he shut the doors and he said, listen, mate, this car is the best car here. No other car matters. The Polestar 2 is the best car at the Goodwood Hustle of Speed. It's quite funny. And he was showing me through some of the details. It's got inbuilt Google systems into the sat-nav, so you can say, okay, Google, do your bits and bobs, which is nice because inbuilt car systems aren't very good so to incorporate Google which is a system that everybody knows how to use and a system which is reliable that makes sense so Polestar is a massive surprise um, so really well done Polestar tried to bag a ride in one up the hill but didn't really work out so that's a shame but maybe next year um, yeah Genesis not the band as good as it is as a band Genesis the new car maker was there showing off their G70 the G70 shooting brake and their, uh, their SUV, I can't remember what the SUV's called actually, G80 isn't he? Don't know. But yeah, Genesis, they look wonderful, really good. But, another thing I was saying to camera, because I was filming, um, was, huh, Genesis is a brand that probably not many people have heard of, so they haven't really got a reputation at all. So will it be successful or will it not? That is the question. I know Polestar, which is relatively new to the scene, has done alright. But they're backed up by Volvo. So, I'm interested to see if Genesis succeeds or not. I want them to, because they look stunning. Uh, and they sound stunning as well, to be honest. So, I have my fingers crossed for Genesis, and they have a wonderful name as well. Uh, and again, not the band. But I think if you're driving a Genesis, it's only right that you listen to A Trick of the Tale by Genesis. Wonderful album, and a wonderful car. So, there we go. I think that might be it, really, running through Goodwood. Can't be it, surely. It can't be. There's so much more. Oh, no, there isn't. There's one more thing in front of me, which is the uh, Festival of Speed time shootout results. So, throughout the weekend, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, people are practicing racing up and down the hill, showing off their latest cars. And the Sunday, it is the time shootout. It's the hill climb. It's, oh, it's about a mile, I think, or something. And, um, yeah, there's a leaderboard, and the winner is the winner. So, the record was broken in 2019 when I was there by the Volkswagen IDR which also broke the record at Pikes Peak and that was electric so nice turning point for VW and electric cars there so there's 35 cars in front of me I'm not going to read all of them out because I'll be here forever but in last place was Jack Tetley with the Chevrolet Camaro and that was DNF and that was the Chevrolet Camaro NASCAR car and I saw this as soon as I got home actually on, on Twitter actually spun and hit a hay bale uh, and destroyed the car not great. And that was the only DNF, thankfully, so not too serious. And Jack Tetley, totally not the T, is uh, is okay, so that's very good. So let's just do the top five spots. Let's not, you know, do the last spots. Let's not embarrass the drivers now. And number five was Jake Hill, who I'm pretty sure is a BTCC driver. A very good bloke. And he was in a Nissan Skyline GTR R32 HKS, and he did it in 48 seconds, 9.6. And number four was Harry King. In, are you ready for this? The Porsche 911 GT3 Cup 992, and he did that in 47 seconds 65. At number three, going up the hill climb in 47 seconds 16. That is, there's not a lot of time in between these. Was Jeremy Smith in the Spice Cosworth SE88? Uh, in second place was Travis Pastrana in the Subaru WRX STI, and he did that in 46 seconds 20. And in first place this year at the Good Festival of Speed, going up the hill, was Rob Bell in the McLaren 720S GT3X, which we talked about earlier. 
going up the hill in just 45.01 seconds. That is about, I think, four seconds slower than the IDR, the record, I think. Uh, I might be wrong. I'm just guessing, I think. Um, but yeah, well done to Rob Bell. 720S uh, GT3X was the crown for this year, going up the Goodwood Hill. Absolutely immense. So you can actually go onto uh, the Goodwood.com uh, website and have a look at the Festival of Speed um, 2021 time shootout results because there's plenty of stuff on there and you can have a look and see how all of the cars did. Um, now I think that might be it for talking about Goodwood until next year. But let me just go into my camera roll and talk about some cars. Uh, in fact, that's not it at all. Because there's another car that really, really excited me. This is probably my highlight of the Festival of Speed. And it was the new Citroen Ami, the new electric car. It's not a car though. It's an urban mobility transport solution. Now, I love it. I love it. My parents love it, especially my dad. He's been going on about it ever since we saw one. And since like November when they were unveiled in France. And uh, we love them that much that when they come to the UK, there is a 99.9% .9 chance we are going to buy one uh, and keep it for as long as possible. Because that's just astonishing. I just love them. They're, it's a car with heart. And there's very exciting things ahead because I may have been in contact with Citroen and uh, managed to get one for a YouTube review. So I'm saying that quietly. So if you're listening to this podcast... You are getting this news exclusive. I'm not going to reveal it on social media just yet. Um, so you're getting it before everybody else. If you're listening to this podcast, you know now that at some point in August, I'm going to have an Ami. Uh, it's very exciting. Very exciting. I cannot wait. And there'll be a review coming soon on my YouTube channel, Daniel Drives. Now, also my YouTube channel, Daniel Drives, I recorded three YouTube videos. There's part one of the Festival of Speed, walking around the cars on show, and that was for the Friday. There's also part two, which is for the Saturday. And I think part one's about 20 minutes and part two's about 15. So please go have a watch. And then the third video was a five-minute video without my voice. Just There's none of my voice, so you might enjoy that. Um, this podcast certainly has a lot of it. Wow. I wonder how many words I say. Um, but yeah, it's just cars going up the hill and racing about and doing donuts. So quite a fun video. So do go and check that out and subscribe while you're there. And thank you very much for five for 600 subscribers. Sorry. Daniel's Drives is doing really amazingly. And my Instagram just the other day overtook a 1,000 followers because uh, Johnny Smith at the Late Break Show uh, posted my little video that I made about the panda on the Late Break Show Instagram account for Project to the People. So um, there we go. The Citroen Ami was probably the highlight for me. Uh, there was the 500 electric that was there as well. Taycan. Oh, gosh, so many cars there. Too many to talk about, really. Um... So I think we should wrap it up there, really. Good with Festival of Speed. It never, ever fails to disappoint. It's fantastic. My favourite event in the calendar. And it's just a ball of fun. Now, if you want more Goodwood content, I can recommend another podcast you listen to. Smith and Sniff, live from a field near Goodwood. Search that up. And it's about an hour and a half. And they talk about nothing to do with Goodwood. But it's recorded near Goodwood. And it's a massive laugh. Um, they get a bit tipsy. And they're just talking about caravans and stuff like that it's very funny and also listen to the piston podcast special uh from the good professor of speed 2019 what it is was uh complicated right so when the 2020 event didn't happen last year i thought i'd still do a goodwood special but talk about 2019 as an event 
So I recycled an interview I did with Nick Garton, one of the PR people at Goodwood, and also talked about what 2019 was like. So you can have a listen to that. It should be in the archives with the Piston Podcast. I'm going to take a wild guess. It is series... Oh, dear. Series 1. Yes, it yes it is series one, sort of the tail end of series one. So go have a listen to that podcast because it's equally good. Thank you very much for listening. Series four will continue for episode two. Whoa, I'm sorry, but it's going to be about a month's time because of this house move. But if you want to see what this house move is like, then don't forget to follow me on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at DanielCarzo5. And you can follow the podcast for updates at Piston Podcast. And I think that's it, really. I will see you very, very soon. Uh, I managed to get through a podcast, woohoo, without saying too many errs, which is um, unusual because I haven't done it in so long. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Subscribe or follow the podcast. Do what you can to support it. Thank you very much for listening. Stay well. Enjoy the summer. Don't get sunburned. And I will see you very, very soon for the continuation of Series 4. Farewell. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Piston Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Just before you go, remember you can follow me on social media at DanielCarzo5 and you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Piston Podcast. See you next time for more interesting car chats.